Welcome to the Foodies Podcast. My name is Chris King, and this is the first episode in a series that will explore the key drivers in the creation of avoidable food waste and the stories of individuals and organizations working to reduce it. I've been documenting the issue of food waste photographically since September 2013 and have a desire to explore ways of communicating and connecting with a wider audience on this extremely important and underreported topic. This podcast is one manifestation of that desire, but I'm also producing a series of short documentary films, the first exploring the impact of date labelling of food, such as best before and used by dates, on the amount of edible food needlessly going to waste within the household. This first episode of the podcast, which was recorded just before Christmas, hence references to Brussels sprouts and the festive season, introduces the work of Hannah McCollum, who founded Chickpea, a company that gathers food that would otherwise go to waste from local markets and produces very tasty, sweet and savoury hummus. I won't go into any more detail and will instead let Hannah share her story with you. Enjoy. Think and talk while cooking. It's quite good. <laughs> so, um, if you wouldn't mind just introducing yourself and uh, the organisation. Yeah. Of course. My name is Hannah McCollum, and I'm 25 years old. And gave up my office job in central London to basically start Chickpea, which is um, spelled chic and then a capital P. Um, and basically I make a variety of hummus, sweet and savoury, from surplus um, surplus fruits and vegetables. And the reason I started was because um, I've always been um, interested in cooking and I've done many cooking jobs for private families, but also at events. From catering for big parties to London canapé parties to big sporting events, including um, working for companies such as FMCG, which do all the food for Wimbledon, Cheltenham race courses, and the food that was thrown away there at the end of each day was just absolutely criminal. And then, so that, along with cooking for families on kind of private holidays, I would use up all the leftovers and turn them into dips the next day. So I thought that everyone loves hummus and I could combine making a variety of hummus with surplus food and helping promote the problem of food waste together. So that's why I got up and left. Where do you source your surplus food from? I source it at the moment predominantly from New Covent Garden Market. I've been to Western International Market, which is slightly further out, and that's a bit of a drive away and actually probably not economically viable. But there are also many other markets including even North End Road which I've managed to somehow come across quite a lot of surplus recently as well which I found quite surprising as it's a street market mm. and I, there are other markets which I don't know whether I should name at the moment but I know that there's a lot of um, potential to go there but at the moment because it's small scale I don't really need to use those other markets at the moment but there's plenty of scope and it's really exciting to hopefully think that if there is demand and I need to grow bigger then there are the markets all across London as well as the big farms which is a huge a huge thing to tackle and of course the supermarket outhouses which have loads and loads of surplus as well um, so that's changing their mentalities and yeah and so how did you initiate contact with these markets and get access to them? 
Um, you're you're allowed to go as and when you please, and I go in the morning because they're open from midnight to six a.m. and you pay a little entrance fee, and you go in with your car and um, you walk around and literally talk to traders and ask if they have any surplus, and they're more than happy to often give you what they can't sell at the end of the day or what they know won't sell because of their shape or size, and they'll either even point you in the right direction um, towards other people or areas where they know that there's going to be lots getting rid of. And so I kind of go around very much independently talking to people, but you know, you can also help yourself to stuff that you know that is being left out. And what's the hummus that you're making? So I'm trying a new Christmas hummus for the first time, and it's sprout and nutmeg. The As in Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts, sorry, Brussels sprouts, all raw, so the Brussels sprouts aren't cooked, which is the healthiest way to eat them. It is with all veg, really, veg that can be eaten raw anyway. And I thought for Taste of London that's coming up soon, um, we should try something with a kind of Christmas spirit with it. And there's probably going to be a lot of surplus sprouts um, coming up, so I really wanted to kind of come up with something ready for Christmas. Have you actually tried it before? So this, or no, is this never first tried time? it. So right. this is just using the um, flavors to kind of right. complement each other, and hopefully it'll, hopefully it'll work. Okay. Great. <laughs> yeah. Put more lemon in. I haven't put any pepper in either. Okay. Smelling nice. <laughs> Add more lemon. I think that's always a good little trick. Okay. And you never measure anything, you just kind of um, know no, the quantities. I do, I do. I put one lemon and then I measured the sprouts and I've just put um, the same amount of each for the time being. Um, normally I add a little bit more chickpeas just to make it more hummusy, um, but I could do the other way and add more vegetables, but then that would be more of a vegetable dip. So, But people are open to different things. Need lots of seasoning. <laughs> do you like hummus? I do, yes. <laughs> yeah. I haven't um, I haven't tried the varieties that you're creating. Uh, my experiences are pretty limited, really, by yeah. the looks of it. Looking at your website and all the different kinds that you do, it's very limited. Yeah, I think people are just always looking for um, delicious dips because everyone mm. eats that kind of thing all the time. And to be able to find something that's healthy and also slightly different and colourful and with lots of different flavours is really appealing. And I've found that quite a lot of people have gone, oh, a healthy, fun dip, yay, kind of, instead of the smooth fake hummus that you get in supermarkets yeah, exactly, yeah. and it's really nice to come up with different flavors all the time from the surplus that you see and instead of choosing what i'm going to make it's more the surplus that makes the choice for me mm -hmm. so you often do need to leave it going for a long time so i don't know whether just to make it smooth and sure. Yeah, exactly. It'll blend slowly and be a really nice smooth mixture. 
So you say that you're very much guided by uh, the surplus that you're gathering from the markets. Yes. So your hummuses yes. will generally be seasonal then in terms exactly. of the varieties. Yes, right. very much so. Okay. Um, there are four staple flavours that I've got um, at the moment, the savoury and two-ish um, with the sweet flavours because they're vegetables that are um, kind of mostly sold all year round and the markets will have them all the time. So uh, for retail, um, which I kind of tend to need um, consistent supply, I've chosen those four staples and hopefully I'll be able to get them most of the year round. Right. So, yeah. The way that you kind of sell your product and, and get it out into the public domain and the dinner parties that you have, do you discuss the issue of food waste at all? Uh, yes, very often actually, and people always are interested in how I kind of came about wanting to help food waste. But um, the whole point of chickpea is to really market the surplus because I wouldn't have been interested in making a dip company or hummus company from normal vegetables. What's exciting is being able to find all this amazing produce from Japanese kale to um, normal British carrots and at dinner parties we talk about this and everyone really loves the idea and actually I think it makes people feel good that they're actually helping and so it's it's proving more popular I think. <laughs> We have two types of hummus now. Um, so, the one. so just on the side here, I quickly did a sweet um, hummus, which is peanut butter, cocoa, and um, banana hummus. I could make sweet hummus forever because the amount of bananas that are thrown away every day um, is unbelievable. Even when they're not brown, they're just not green enough. So I often come home with boxes and end up making <laughs> piles of banana cake as well. But um. There's all sorts of banana sweet hummus that you can do, and it's quite fun coming up with. So this, what makes it hummus though? You've so still I've added still some added chickpeas. chickpeas because it gives it a slightly kind of bolder texture. It's more um, instead of it being a smoothie and less of a kind of oaty porridge, it's more of a kind of bowl of protein, or you can, it's more moussey as well. And you can also add avocado. So I have an avocado one. Um, but it just gives you that protein that's great for post-workout, kind of breakfast or again as a kind of filling dessert. <laughs> right, I think we're done. We're going to quickly try this. It just looks a bit of a boring texture, but mmm, lemony. I'm going to add more nutmeg just to give it a really strong kick. And then, um, I think it tastes a little bit like... Hopefully well. A little bit like Christmas. Uh, what about the Brussels sprouts though? I'm sure Yeah. people will be sceptical that you can make raw Brussels sprouts taste good. I so think I, hopefully they'll love it that their Brussels sprouts are being disguised and they won't actually know that they're eating them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's an interesting one, it's quite fun and it would actually go really well with your main meal when you're having turkey or chicken, It'll be, it's like a lovely side as well and that's also a part of what I want the hummus to be about. If you can buy a pot you can have your kale and rosemary one or your 
um, your carrot and ginger one with some fish or like even in pasta and it really does prove to be quite a versatile product really. What role do you think uh, food waste entrepreneurialism has to try and reduce the amount of avoidable food waste? Do you think there's much scope for it? I think that um, it makes people more aware and because there are so many startups um, happening in this country at the moment it's a really great way to add to that awareness and if more people do it, hopefully more people catch on to the fact that it's maybe a trendy thing and, and maybe people should all individually actually try and do their bit to stop food waste. And if the young people are trying to do it, then the older people should as well. And, you know, buy daily, don't buy weekly. Cook fresh and healthy and try and use your local markets. And I think the more that people see these new brands on the shelves and um, can clearly see that where their food is coming from and what the aim behind it is. I think slowly this will kind of make people realise that actually there's more to kind of big supermarket shopping and let's actually help stop the amount of food that the supermarkets are wasting. And you're not worried though that because obviously there's more and more pressure being put on supermarkets and mm. and. Uh, you know, other elements of the supply chain to reduce the amount of food waste that's being generated. Yeah. Are you not concerned that that's going to kind of impact on the, the sustainability of your business? No, no not really, because um, obviously I want the supermarkets to change for the best because it'll make this country so much better. I think that there's always going to be food waste um, however large or small it is, and I know that I will always be able to get surplus, but if the supermarkets are doing something about it, then maybe I can change my company to being 50% surplus, which I think is probably, you know, is a great thing if I can say the reason why is because the supermarket's doing a great job and actually reducing their amount of surplus, and therefore we don't have to take on as much, but I'm afraid I don't think even with supermarkets changing that um, there'll ever be a problem with surplus. I think we're done here. Yeah. And here, so I will check this as well, and it's all smooth. So this is a more of a sauce one because it's actually going to go with dessert this evening. All right. Um, with a surplus chocolate banana hazelnut cake. Oh, you're going. <laughs> okay, so we'll good. test this one later. And uh, whereabouts can people get hold of your products and find out more about Jigby? Um, at the moment, I am making. I just want to make sure I'm completely retail ready before we really hit the the kind of independence. But um, I've done some samples with Planet Organic. Um, Bailey and Sage are stocking in spring. In between that stage, I am still developing all the recipes to make sure that they're completely right. And you'll also find us at big events like Taste of London, and um, also do a lot of like yoga fitness events, collaborations, cater for different events, including um, IYA Adventure, was at Fair Healthy, which is a big health kind of food event. And I've been asked to do a few others as well, but there's lots going on. And otherwise, sign up to the website to get our newsletter and you'll find out about the latest events that we're at. And also, if you want to organise a supper club, you'll get a whole variety of hummus there. And what's, uh, what's the URL for the website? 
Uh, it is www.chickpea.co.uk and it's spelled C-H-I-C, the letter P. Do you mind if I give it a wee go? Yes, of course. Have a wee taste. Yeah, have a spoon go. for you. Um, yeah. Cause I have to say, I'm, I'm not a fan of Brussels sprouts <laughs> personally. Hmm, very nice, yeah. <laughs> Do you actually like it? Yeah, yeah, no, really, really? yeah, that's no, really tasty. It's very okay. nice. The Brussels sprouts aren't the dominant flavor at all. Oh, really? No, no, there are other flavors there that, um, yeah. Good, yeah, exactly. Mm. The nutmeg comes through, the lemon comes through. Mm. Hopefully, anything else comes through? You're welcome to have more. <laughs> well, I can taste the tahini as well. Yeah, oh, the tahini's good. there. Okay. Yeah, no, it's, it's nice. Yeah, it's, it's a nice mixture of flavours. Great. Well, there we go. We have a new Christmas special. Well, thank you very much for thank you. letting me into your kitchen and sharing all this with me. Thanks for listening to the Foodist Podcast. I hope you enjoyed learning about the work Hannah's doing, and if you'd like to listen to more stories of those in the front line of the fight against avoidable food waste, then please subscribe to the podcast via iTunes or SoundCloud. Now that the podcast is up and running and I know what I'm doing, future episodes will have a much faster turnaround time, and I hope to have something up at least once a month. If you'd like to see some of what I've witnessed over the past two and a half years while documenting the issue of food waste, then please visit the Foodis website at foodis.org.uk. And for updates, be sure to subscribe to the newsletter. Take care, and thanks again for listening.